It sure is, and we are ready to go. We hope you are as well. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, it's that time. Skulls here, along with Lior Sanfiru, employment lawyer, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. That means it is go time. Your questions, as always, are welcomed and encouraged. Could be a simple severance question. There's something going on at your workplace, temporary layoffs, maybe a new contract has been Found on your desk, you're not sure what to do with it. You'd love to burn it, but we'll have to wait and see what Lior says if that comes up. And uh, beyond that, the main topic for tonight, all about severance package deadlines. We'll get to that here in just a bit. You can always uh, reach out through email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. I'll give you some other contact information throughout the half hour. But uh, case of the day, get us warmed up, pal. What do you got? Hey, Johnny. Awesome, awesome to be here to talk employment law. As usual, to answer your burning questions about the job that you have, about the boss that you have, about the rights that you have. So don't be bashful. Call us right now and give us that opportunity to help you. It's not just about, by the way, helping you. By helping you, we'll be helping others that probably have similar questions and want to know the same uh, answers that you do. So by all means, if you're struggling with something in at, at the job site, if you're losing your job or thought that uh, tomorrow maybe the meeting you've been called into that's the meeting that they may uh, end your employment. How to prepare for that, what to say, should you say anything, what to expect, you name it. If it touches on your job, you can call us right now and ask questions. And, of course, you also have an additional option beyond just calling the show. If you want to speak to me or have a private email exchange, you can reach me at the office. We'll give you that contact information, of course, throughout the show this evening. So don't hesitate to do that. I want to talk to you for sure. But week there was a couple, well, let me start at least with one case that came across my desk earlier. So, John, I've said often on the show that short service employees get disproportionately more severance than longer service employees. Well, the, the matter that I spoke with about today, with the gentleman today, really proves this point to, uh, to a really high degree. So this gentleman started a new job, uh, started it uh, last week, and worked a day. Second day, came in, started working. About three hours or so into his second day of work, company calls him in and says, listen, unfortunately, we we didn't get this uh, project we expected to get. Because of that, we we're, feel we're horrible. We feel really, really bad, but we're not going to be able to, to continue employing you. We're going to have to let you go. Now, he worked there for a total of 11 hours over a span of a day and a half. And the company said, because we feel so bad, we, f- we feel terrible, you're a good guy, we're going to be super and extremely generous. We're actually going to give you one week severance. <laughs> and here's the thing, uh, John, you're, you're chuckling there, and I know why, because we've talked about this before. But I think for most people, they think, well, wait a second, if the guy worked for 11 hours and he got one week severance, that's a pretty good deal, Right. And, and I understand why you would think that. Well, I'm really happy to say that this guy called me and we had a chat. And no, despite him only working for 11 hours, a day and a half, he's owed more than a week severance. In fact, in his situation, he's probably owed about a month and a half to two months severance. Now, you heard me correctly. Two months severance, he worked there for 11 hours. And that's because, again, short service employees get treated disproportionately better. Just because he worked for 11 hours doesn't mean he's going to take uh, very little time to find another job. It's still going to take him a while to find another job, and the law recognizes that. So yes, even though he worked it for such a short period of time, a, a day and a half, you know, obviously that's not a common thing, he still 
has substantial severance entitlements. I'm going to help them get that, of course, and, and it's not even going to be complicated. But, of course, a reminder there for all our listeners. Maybe you worked for a company for a month or two or six months or a year. You were let go. Company's decision. They're allowed to do that. But just because you worked it for such a short period of time doesn't mean you get a week or two or three week severance. That severance that you wrote is still going to be calculated in months, not days, not weeks. So if you lost that job, you really want to call me. You can also, by the way, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and use our severance calculator. But you have a substantial entitlements even as a short service employee. Yeah, man, just reach out to Lior, have that chat, right? 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's slide into a call here before our first break. James, thanks for chiming in this evening. How are you? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. What's on your mind? Just had a question. Like, So after working for a company for two to three years, I very well established what my responsibilities were. Um, and those responsibilities kind of stayed the same for the next five years. After that five-year period, I received a 20% increase, and I've continued to do those responsibilities and everything for the next two to three years. But because the responsibilities never changed, and they just decided to compensate me more based on the responsibilities that they eventually realized I was performing, am I not entitled to some sort of compensation for having done that job for the five years that I wasn't paid adequately? Like retroactively? No. So the only time you would be entitled to that if there was a an agreement to pay you, a contract to pay you, and they didn't. But beyond that, from a legal standpoint, the law stays out of how much you earn. So I mean, there's there's fairness aspects as to what why you should get paid, what you should get paid. You know, there's business reasons why they should pay you fairly so that you don't go somewhere else. But the law ultimately says, hey, as long as you get paid minimum wage at least. The rest is between you and your employer. So no, in, in this situation, uh, they're not going to be held to have to pay you for what they should have paid you a few years ago. Uh, fairness may say that they should, but legally they're not required to do that. All right. Thank you very much for taking my call. Thanks, James. Appreciate that, pal. You want to reach out to any other time, that's always an option for you. Again, one 821 5900 we'll, uh, we'll take a, a short break and back any more of your phone calls. We roll on. Right here, the Tuesday night edition. Plenty of law shows. Stand by. We are back indeed. Your calls are always top priority, of course. But beyond that, all about severance package deadlines. We'll get to that topic here in just a bit. But uh, let's let's keep it rolling. Uh, is it Andre there? Andrea Telson. Hey, how are you? I'm uh, I was doing really well all day, and to be honest with you, I'm very sad, disappointed. I ended up receiving in my office today personally. Very surprising letter I wasn't expecting from such a big company um, that basically made the first would have been my full year within the company. And to be honest with you, I don't have much time. Today's Tuesday, April the 11th. My next paycheck is on April the 14th. And this usually happens on Thursday midnight, which becomes a Friday, right? So the thing is, I was let go uh, and terminated without a cause. I Ask, may I please know the cause because I really want to know. So every employee, when you work somewhere, you want to know so you can become a better character, better employee, just so you know in future so you can work on stuff. And apparently I wasn't given a reason and I don't have any severance. So um, basically I didn't sign anything. And I was wondering if you guys can maybe 
give me some directions or awesome. um i was of so course. sad man i love that job i, I so so let work. me tell you from from a legal standpoint andrea an employer is yeah, so. not required to give you a reason it's not nice it's not even fair but they're not required an employer is allowed to let you go for good reason or no reason as okay. long as long as they pay you proper severance so ultimately our job is not really to get into the reason because we can't do anything about it our job is to make sure that you get proper severance so That's you've right. been there for just shy of a year you said uh, how uh, how old are you andrea and, and what kind of a job were you doing Okay, I'm uh, 42, okay, yep. and I'm uh, 42 years old, born 1980, uh, office manager in real estate. So someone in your situation would be owed right around four to five months of severance. So that's okay. what you're owed here. And did they offer, did they offer you or they said they're going to pay you a week or two weeks? Oh, well, they advise that they're going to pay me, uh, for example, eight hours today, which is today, and the vacation, which they calculated representing 24-hour based on their records for rated annual entitlement and the obligation to provide termination pay lieu notice and that will be provided with a direct deposit April the 14th, which is the balance. And that's pretty much it. And okay. my so, so here is would be made the first. Sorry, I interrupted Right. You. No, it's okay. So, so you are owed four to five months of severance here. So and the good news is it's not going to be difficult to get you that. So unfortunately, we can't do anything about the reason. We can't even make them give you the reason, but we okay. absolutely can get you the severance that you're owed. So Andrew, here's what I want you to do. Uh, John here is going to give you my office uh, contact information in just a second. After the show or tomorrow, call me or email me at the office. We'll, we'll get together. We'll, we'll talk about everything. I'll get some more information from you, and then we'll help you make sure that you get the severance that you're owed. All right. Um, so do I have to email you or can I come in person or how does it work? It's whatever you want. But let's start with you ca calling my office or emailing and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Thank you kindly. Sure, Andrea. And here's, uh, here's that number. I'll give it out a few times during the show. Of course, it's a one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, And uh, get the ball rolling in, uh, in that regard. Moving on down. Anthony, you're up next, pal. How are you? I'm not doing that well, guys. Uh, I left already left my name and my number there for Lior. I got a big problem here. Uh, okay. this is, uh, I'm in Bolton, and um, I went to work for this uh, plumbing company. Uh, they basically do a lot of uh, new homes and old homes, and I was there to help out with the plumbers there because they were falling behind. Uh, I'm not a licensed plumber myself, but I did a lot of concrete and drain and underground plumbing. And I went there, and basically uh, the owner of the company says that we can't can't pay you that much in the course of the three weeks i was there uh one of my coworkers, uh we were working up in collingwood at a big subdivision there uh he got hurt and uh i called the ministry of labor i, I told my owner that you know it's very unsafe over there one of my coworkers got hurt and basically now he's holding my my money for uh he's holding my money my payback like two months pay and uh when I went to go see him about my pay, he basically assaulted me with a shovel and the OPP got involved up there in Caledon. And uh, basically, I'm just, uh, I don't know what to do now. I i, I don't know. I, I can't afford a lawyer. I, I don't know what to do. I called well, the Ministry of Labor. I called the OPP and everything. And uh, I have an occurrence, uh, occurrence report with the OPP and that, but they couldn't lay charges because 
there wasn't enough. Uh, it's like he say, he said, she said, and all that. And I said, listen, this guy, this guy basically assaulted me. If it was if that was a woman, she he, this guy would have been in jail right so listen, away. I, I can't do anything about the assault. That's a matter for the police. But you can't afford not to have a lawyer here. Uh, there's significant entitlements because number one, if you're being punished for reporting something, uh, an unsafe situation to the Ministry of Labor. Uh, that's a reprisal. That's illegal. He also can withhold your pay. It's also a constructive dismissal. So you, there's at least four or five illegal things happening here. So I want you to give me a call off air at the office or send an email, and let's talk about exactly what you're owed and how we go about getting it. Uh, again, the assault is for the police. Can't do anything about that uh, myself. But there's yeah. many other things from an employment law standpoint that have to be dealt with. So definitely, definitely, definitely connect with me off air. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Anthony. And again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Couldn't be simpler, right? Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, always bring it on. This is why we do the show. Get some answers. Mark, you're up next. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you? Beauty, what's on your mind? Good. I just wanted some advice. Um, there's something that's just not sitting with me, right? Um, I'll try and keep this short. I was uh, working uh, uh February 22 in full employment, and I was approached by a company to do some work for them in my expertise out in Calgary, Alberta. Um, you know, I was in Ontario, they were in Calgary, so we talked about it, um, we went over and the compensation and everything, so I couldn't turn it down, so I went and uh, took the job. Now, I was working kind of one week in Calgary, one week in Ontario, that's how it was set up, and um, uh, so I started there early April, and in October, um, I was called to a meeting where they decided to restructure, um, move the company that I was working for to the headquarters of the mother company, also in Calgary, and that my position was no longer required. Now, they, <laughs> they offered me a week's severance, or they offered me a job that was basically half the salary. I'd have to move to Calgary, go to shift work, and uh, yeah, that that's where I left it. And obviously, I couldn't move to Calgary, so I just basically had to leave. Now I've got current employment, but it's you know I couldn't go back to the old company that I left because they had already filled the position, and now I'm in a you know I'm in a comparable kind of job, but it's almost a five five hour commute I'm doing right now, and it's just not oh. fitting with me right the way they let me go there. So. So this happened in October of 2022. When did you start find? Uh, did you start uh, your new job? Uh, November, the end of November. So, and, and come November, the the income with the new company is about the same what you were earning with uh, the previous company. Is that right? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. So you would have been owed potentially six months severance, maybe even more than that. Because you were able to find a job after about a month, give or, give or take, then yep. they owe you for that period of time, the period of time that you were ended up being unemployed. Now, uh, the reality is if you had called me in October 2022, as soon as this happened, we would have been able to get you severance significant amount even before you found that other job. But because now that's kind of moved past that, what they're liable to pay you is that period of time. If it's a month or five weeks or six weeks, however long you were unemployed, that's what the, their exposure here. It would have been higher otherwise, but no. that's what they owe you. Uh, what did they end up paying you? How many weeks? Do you know? 
I just left. They gave me a week. That was it. A week. Okay. So, so there's still several weeks owed to you, and it, it's going to be as easy as uh, me sending a letter to get that for you. So why don't you give me a call off air, and let's do that. I mean, I, I would hate to let them get away with that, to get away with uh, owing you money like that. The good news is, my firm, we have an office in Calgary as well, so we got your cover there. Okay, yeah, because it just, you know, I... I you know, I, I want to work, so I went out and had to find something. Of course, it's I get it. Now, I understand. It, 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 it's now I'm commuting not five you. hours to do. I'm now commuting five hours to do the comparable yeah. job because you know I wanted to pay the bills, kind of thing. But okay, I, I get it. Call. I would have done the same. I understand completely. But give me a call off air and let's get you that severance that you owed because there's still easily probably a month or so that they owe you. So let's make sure you get it. Mark, appreciate it, Pally. And here you are again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get into this. We are all about severance package deadlines. We just we've talked about it the entire show so far with live callers, and it all boils down to severance. How is a typical severance offer structured for those who have never seen one? Hopefully. So a severance offer generally would say number one, we're letting you go. Number two is here's what we're going to pay you no matter what, you know, outstanding vacation pay, outstanding wages. And number three, here's what we're offering you uh, on account of severance. And of course, that offer is going to be contingent on the employee signing off and accepting it by a certain deadline. And the employer would say in that severance offer is that here's the offer and you have to sign and accept this by Friday. And if you don't accept it, will either won't pay you anything or pay you a lot less. So that's the basic structure of a severance offer. And that deadline is the thing that always is going to jump out at you because you're going to be afraid, hey, if I don't sign this, I'm going to lose something. And that's what we want to talk about. Well, yeah, you just mentioned there that offer, that, that deadline at the bottom. I mean, how much acid reflux has that caused people in the last 100 years? You know what I mean? But, but what does it boil down to? Well, here's the thing. That deadline, that deadline that's in every severance offer, every severance offer is meaningless, okay? It's there for the reason that you mentioned, to cause you stress, to cause you to feel that you have to accept it or else. It's a pressure tactic. That's all it is. And and the reason for that is your legal rights don't expire on Friday. They don't even expire Tuesday. Your legal rights don't expire for two whole years okay two years so to say that you have to sign this by friday is ridiculous but it gets even worse than that in 90 percent of cases over 90 percent frankly that severance offer that they want you to sign and accept by friday is actually less than what you're owed so the company is saying hey here's what we're going to do we're going to pay you a third of what you're owed but to accept this horrible offer you have to accept this by friday well, it's it's absurd, right? Well, the answer should be absolutely not. I'm not going to accept this terrible offer by Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want the full amount owed to me, and I don't care about your deadline. So that's exactly what you need to understand. Anytime you're staring at that severance letter and you're looking at that deadline, it's a pressure tactic and no more. It's interesting, though. I mean, is what is the what is the typical amount of time you've seen in in the last twenty years for deadlines? A week, three days, four days? And is there ever that company that says, you know what, take this home, you know, consult a lawyer if you want, but at your leisure, give it back to us? Or that very rarely happens. It's it almost never happens. Usually, it's anywhere from five to seven days, kind of you know, a week, give or take, is that deadline. And the company actually, in most cases, doesn't want you to seek advice. They're hoping you'll sign this and accept this without 
picking up a phone call without going to the severance calculator because in many cases the company understands that yeah they're offering you less than what they owe you so they don't want you to know that they want you to assume that the offer is good uh, and again it's a pressure tactic and in rare situations that I see a company actually encourage an employee to get legal advice. Should the employee feel confident asking for more time if they haven't had a chance to call you yet? Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's it's the polite thing to do, not even to ask, just to give someone a heads up. Just so you know, I'm not going to be able to get back to you by Friday. I'm going to get some advice, and I'll be back to you the week after. It's the, the polite thing to do, but you're not required to do that because, again, your legal rights don't expire on Friday. It doesn't matter. It's okay to say your employer, employer, I have your offer. I will respond when I'm ready. That's good enough. Uh, and don't stress out. You know, the busiest time in my office is Fridays. Uh, at least in terms of people calling me because they have deadlines that are expiring that day and my gosh Leo we need to talk to you before that deadline expires and what I say to all these people is don't worry about it this deadline that you have at five o'clock today is meaningless ignore it forget about it it doesn't exist that's something you have to know so if, if someone has gone ahead you know innocently enough and jumped the gun and signed that offer and sent it back now listening to this show is there anything they could do about it no, no, no. Unfortunately, nothing you can do about it. It happens all the time. John, every single week I speak with individuals that have heard the show, heard us on TV, uh, or, or learned that they're owed a lot more, but they've learned that after they've already accepted that severance package, and they're calling me for help, and I can't help them. Once you've accepted that offer, it's a done deal. You have a contract in place. That's what that offer is. And now you can't get out of it. So don't ever, ever do that. If you have a severance offer, even if you think it's fantastic, do not accept it ever until you speak to me. If you don't like me, speak to another employment lawyer. At a minimum, go to the severance calculator. Of course, you can find that at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Do the right thing. I guess the only time is that they won't let you out the door without signing it. Now, that's pressure, and they can't do that. Can they? Right, and I've seen that happen in a couple of situations where a company says, well, you have to sign this right now, this very moment. Employee signs it. At that point, it's such pressure that it won't be enforceable, but that's rare, almost never happens. Best advice, do not sign it. Do not sign it before speaking to me. Some great calls. We appreciate you chiming in this afternoon and this evening. Really, really appreciate good stuff. You want to carry on that conversation now with Lior and his team, you can do so. Do not hesitate to have that phone call in private for sure, one 855 821-5900 is that number. Email we always use, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for more learning and access free and anonymous to the severance calculator, you go here, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Back in here tomorrow night again right here at 630 in the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night.